All right, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Donnie Darko signing on from Belmar, New Jersey. Beautiful, sunny Belmar, New Jersey. Might only be 30 degrees because it is January, but it is sunny, so we'll take what we can get. The year is 2021, and this is episode one of what will hopefully be a new podcast. I don't know how often I'll record. Um, it could be bi-weekly, could be monthly, could be weekly. Still working out some of the kinks, still working out a lot of things. I am hopefully, uh, this recording is sounding good. I do have a microphone that was purchased for me for my birthday. So I do have one quality thing, but other than that, I am new to podcasting, to recording, to any of this. So I have appeared on one episode of uh, a friend of mine. Uh, some of you might know him, Mr. J of the Dead, who records multiple shows right now considering the cinema. And he was, of course, of horror movie podcast. And uh, I did an episode with Jay on considering the cinema. It is not aired yet, but hopefully it does air soon. Um, it was a found footage episode specifically, three different movies that we covered on that. And hopefully that's something that uh, everybody will check out when and if it airs. Um, this is going to, you know, be a little choppy. It is an episode one. I know there are many podcasts. I'm kind of a nerd for horror movies and I'm a nerd for podcasting. Um, I listen to a lot of horror movie podcasts. Some of them are on 300 episodes and further, and, and that just seems insane to me. But if you listen to a lot of shows from the beginning to where they are now, you find that a lot of things change. The format changes, the voices change, the sound changes. So I'm sure if I continue to do this, there will be changes. Um, I don't even know if this is recording properly right now, but I'm going to sit here and, and talk away because that's one thing I can do is talk. Um, obviously, this is a solo cast. It is just me. Lucky you, getting to hear me all by myself. Uh, wow, good luck with that. So um, as time goes on, who knows? Maybe someone will join me. Um, maybe one of you will join me if you are out there. Is there a listener? I don't know. But, you know, it'd be fun to think there will be. Um, I have somewhat of a format for this show, but if I do get a couple of people that listen to this and want to uh, tell me what they'd like me to discuss or other things they'd like to talk about, hey, I'll be happy to do that. You know, you can help me run this show. If it's entertaining for even a couple of us, then it's all worthwhile. Because there are a lot of shows that I listen to. Some of them are very popular and have many listeners. Some of them are smaller shows and have very few. But, you know, I think we all find certain things we like about a specific show, whether it be just the people in general. Because there are some people, I have to admit, I just can't stand the sound of their voice. I can't stand the, the things they talk about and the way they speak and even the little cadence they use. Sometimes those things just drive us nuts. Uh, sometimes we find things that we just absolutely love about the way somebody even talks in general or just the sound of their voice. We might not even agree with anything they're saying. So I know there can be lots of reasons that we do listen to or do not listen to a specific podcast. A couple of you right now are saying, wow, why did I even give this a chance? This guy is annoying. I don't like his voice. I don't like anything about him. I'm out. And that was it. Goodbye. If a couple of you are going to stick around, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll end up being fast friends. So the general theme I'm working from here is obviously this is a horror movie podcast. I will talk about all kinds of horror movies, but found footage, that's my bag. That's it. I, I love it. Um, 
good ones, bad ones, and all in between. I just get a kick out of found footage. I love just, it just immerses me into a movie. If done properly, or even if not done properly, sometimes it can just suck you in in a way that no other type of movie can. To feel that you're kind of a voyeur and watching what's going on, um, there's just something about that that sometimes can even scare me, you know? We all love horror movies because we started watching them probably when we were younger than we should have, and something scared us in a movie. Something, you know, just gave us that feeling, that fright, that excitement. And then as we get older, you know, we don't really get that anymore. It's it's kind of hard to scare us. We become jaded. You know, we've seen things, we've done things, we've uh, heck, we watch the news or anything else that's out there. There's enough scary stuff in the world uh, that we all have to deal with. You just can't find that type of fear that you get when you're a kid anymore. Even when you go back and watch these movies that scared you to death, you know, classics, uh, The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw, movies like that, you can still see the quality in them. And you certainly, certainly, yeah, hello, certainly remember why you were scared of them when you were younger, but you don't get that same fear. You know, you get a nostalgia type feeling for that fear, but you don't get the actual fear. I can remember the few times, and there are some movies recently that have scared me or just given you that feeling of fright. And those have become kind of instant classics. A lot of those are what I consider to be somewhat classics. Um, but usually it's a found footage that can give me that feeling when you're kind of watching it alone and it's late and it's dark and you know, you're watching that paranormal activity and all of a sudden you realize, wow, this is, you know, I got to pause this or I just got to look around for a minute. Yeah, it just gets you in that certain way that really I don't think any other type of movie can anymore. And there have been some scary ones, even recently in the horror genre, that um, you know are considered pretty darn scary to most of us. Movies like Hereditary, uh, Let the Right One In was even one that's not so recent, but the original one, you know, I thought that was a pretty scary movie. Uh, Terrified was a fairly recent Spanish film that had a couple of scenes in it. You know, the movie itself might not have been. Uh, perfect, but a few scenes in that movie are creepy. Um, the movie Sinister was one that did that for me. Just just some scenes in that movie, you know, you kind of get that little bit of fear. But overall, usually if I'm going to get that feeling, it's going to come from a found footage movie. And that's why this is found footage with Donnie Darko. That name might change, but that's what it is right now. Why with Donnie Darko? Yeah. Well, going back to my friend Jay of the Dead, one of the first horror movie podcasters I listened to, kind of, you know, going to the the Joe Bob Briggs type of uh, way that you discuss horror movies. You know, it's kind of fun to just give yourself a horror movie name. That's all. Nothing beyond that. Um, a lot of the people that I first listened to did that, and I thought it was kind of fun. And my name's Don, so heck, Donnie Darko. That's it. There's nothing beyond that. No, no, uh, you know, long story or in-depth, you know. Was a fan of that movie, and um, that's about as far as it goes. So hope you weren't hoping for more from that. Um, eventually, I'm going to get into the classics of found footage, or what I consider to be the classics of found footage. I will eventually give my top 10 found footage films, and... You know, that is an ever-changing uh, piece of paper that I keep in front of me that has probably about 30 movies on it that get moved around and placed in different spots. And, you know, new ones get added and old ones get moved down. And, you know, it changes quite often depending on the first time I watched it, the second time I watch it, going on to third, fourth, fifth times watching it. Some movies fall off the list. Some movies come back onto the list. Um, it's amazing when you rewatch movies sometimes. You're like, wow, what? 
what did I see in this one? I, I'm just not getting it. Or the other way around. You watch it again. You're like, whoa, I didn't give this enough credit. This was really clever or really good. So, you know, some of the classics will be on that list. Of course, Paranormal Activity or Blair Witch's uh, Wreck, uh, even Cloverfield, you know, great movie, just so well done. Um, there's some there's some foreign films that pop up on the list. You're, um, let me think, Lake Mungo, um, Gonjom, uh, Haunted Asylum, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong, but movie I very much enjoyed. Um, Troll Hunter, uh, Norai the Curse. You know, there's just a whole bunch of them on there that, that hopefully we'll get to discuss down the road if this is something that is listened to and that I can continue to do for you. Um, so we'll get back into that. Usually I'm going to cover what I've watched recently and there will be hopefully some found footage, but let's be real. There's not a new found footage movie coming out every month or, you know, every couple of weeks or even more than that. Matter of fact, the movie I'm going to be discussing today, Host, was really the only found footage movie I can think of that came out in 2020. Now, yes, there were a few more that are going to be considered 2020 releases, but that was the one. And that's why I'm opening up with Host as my first episode. Um, you know, for multiple reasons, 2020 you know, I'm not going to, Ooh, it was our crazy year. Yeah. We all know what happened in 2020, but just breaking it down to what happened in movies in 2020, you know, we hit a real dry spot during this lockdown and the battle with COVID that we've all been dealing with. And obviously it affected the movie industry and many movies were pushed to the back burner or held off till 2021 or 22 or whenever they'll come out. And host was just this, this little movie that for those of us who are real horror movie fans, and I'm not shaming anyone who's not, you know, but we have Shutter, right? This is the thing that horror movie fans love. We found this thing for us, a streaming service just for horror movies. Um, at my house, when I put Shutter on, you know, my daughter knows right away, okay, oh, okay, we're watching one of his movies. And, um, you know, which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes not, but Shutter was made for us. And, you know, where we can watch our Joe Bob and catch movies from the past that were classics or uh, new Shutter exclusives. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to have. It's not that expensive. And you get some surprises on it. Uh, host being one of them. I knew nothing about this film. I'd heard nothing about it. And all of a sudden it dropped. People were talking about it. And it ended up being a lot of fun, I thought. And really, you know, if I give eventually my uh, top 10 movies for the year 2020, Host is going to be on it. And it's on most people's list. So regardless of the fact that it's a found footage movie, it's also just a great movie. I thought, you know, is it the movie of the year? I don't know. Maybe, you know, it'll be up there, I'm sure. It, it wasn't uh, didn't have the cinematography and, you know, some of the, a movie like Invisible Man that came out, you know, that was just a well-made movie, well-acted, you know, Elizabeth Moss and other actors and actresses that we all have seen before and know, um, the director, you know, somebody who's done multiple, you know, had his hands on many great horror movies. So it didn't have the pedigree of a movie like Invisible Man. Um, this movie was directed by a guy named Rob Savage, who I don't know much about and, you know, maybe other people do, but I thought this movie was creative. I thought it hit at the right time. Um, it's going to be a landmark movie for this year, just because of the fact that it came out right during the lockdown. The way it was made was incredibly impressive. The backstory of this movie, how they were able to put this thing together, you know, in the middle of a pandemic is very impressive and there's a lot of quality to it. So I hope to have fun talking about it. 
I have it on in the background here while I'm discussing it. And to be honest, this podcast will probably run longer than the movie did as it was only a 56 minute movie, which, you know, I'm not a fan of a super long movie, but I also sometimes don't like a super short movie. I kind of want it to fit into that sweet spot, you know, yeah, over an hour and a half, usually not quite two hours in that ballpark. You know, a great movie. It doesn't matter. You're not looking at the clock. You're not checking your phone. You're just engrossed in the movie. Um, you know, a movie like Midsummer was a really good movie that ran a little bit long, but you know, you really weren't too worried about the time. You were just kind of sucked into that world and loving that movie. So when I saw this one at 56 minutes, I thought, is this even a real movie? Is this kind of a short? What is this? Then I figured out the concept and what it was based on and the whole Zoom meeting, you know, it, just very clever. So before I get too far into that, we will come back to the movie host. That's going to be our movie of this episode that will be discussed. Um, going back to the format of this show, um, again, I'll get into what I've watched. Um, I'll get into what I think of what's going on with things in, in horror in general. Um, you know, different topics that are coming up, movies that might be coming out, movies that came out, different things people are discussing. I will get into horror movie podcasts because I am a fan of horror movie podcasts. I'm going to talk about some of my favorites. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some of my least favorites. I don't have any real uh, friends or alliances in this uh, movie podcasting industry, so to speak, other than my friend Jay, who I've talked about, um, you know, who I've gotten to know by listening to his show and then starting to call into it. And he would play some of my recordings of my, you know, he would have a caller line and would play some of those. And uh, I got a kick out of it. And then, you know, talked with him about doing an episode and we did one. And next thing I know, uh, my girlfriend got me this uh, fancy microphone here to talk into. And so then I felt very obligated to pursue this. It has sat for a couple months, and now that work has slowed down and we're in the dregs of January and winter, hey, I've got some time, and let's just do it. Because once I start talking, I can go. Um, it's the getting started part that, like anything, takes time. You know, uh, setting up the old laptop, getting signed on to a, a, one of these podcasting sites, um, actually setting up the microphone, which is not a hard process, but yet somehow seemed daunting to me. Um, and then coming up with what I'm going to talk about, you know, I don't want to get on here and just kind of completely wing it. Yes. A lot of it, I am winging it, but I do take notes when I watch these movies that I'm going to discuss, uh, you know, things that I think are important to be brought up or things that I notice that I think are interesting talking points. So there is some preparation involved in this and about in general, how I'm going to set up this podcast. And yes, it is a very fluid process. It's going to change as we go. Um, you know, there might be things that I start with this first episode and don't come back to. And there's certainly going to be things that I add. Hopefully, again, I'm going to get some input from one or two of you out there who might decide to try this out and be interested uh, by it. And then I can, you know, add some things. Maybe you guys can add some things. Maybe I'll get somebody who's nice enough to add some input and wants to be a part of this show with me or, uh, you know, just do a little uh couple minutes monologue on their favorite found footage or something about the genre or whatever. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I will discuss spoilers in these movies. I am not doing, you know, this isn't a, a trailer. I'm not trying to get you interested in these movies. My favorite podcasts sometimes are ones that break down a movie and don't give spoilers. But to be honest, I usually look at the podcast I see what movie they're covering or movies they're covering. 
And I then make sure I've either seen those movies if they're classics or, you know, popular movies, or if they're ones I haven't seen, I'll go out and find that movie and watch it. And that's what I want to do. You know, I want to know um, what the movie is. I want to watch it. And then I want to listen along to the podcast and I want to, you know, be able to break it down with them as I've just watched the movie. That's what I think is fun. You know, I look up the podcast, I see what movie they played and I say, oh boy, here we go. Let me go find that or let me rewatch it. So I'm fresh with it and then we can break it down together. And that's the way I enjoy listening to a podcast. So yes, there will be spoilers. I'm going to break down the whole movie. We're going to talk about everything. So if you haven't seen the movie host or whatever movie I'm covering, when I do a podcast, stop, go watch that movie and then come back and listen to the podcast because that's how it's going to be done. Okay. Now, I'm going to have the movie playing in the background because that always sets the tone for me a little bit. So I'm, you know, picking up things even as I watch it. But overall, I've got my notes ready and my talking points. And we are going to break down the movie Host, 2020 release, Shutter exclusive. I'll be back in about 10 seconds. Okay. Sorry for the silence. Rookie podcasting right off the bat. Didn't have a nice uh, drink of water waiting here near me or my usual seltzer water nearby and had to go grab that. I'm sure you don't want to uh, hear me talking with a dry mouth. That would get really annoying. So, you know, again, learning these things on the fly. Be prepared. Have everything in the area ready to go. All right. So what do we got here? We got the movie host. Again, just dropped out of nowhere, this, this movie. And then what did I happen to hear? It's a found footage movie. Oh, all right. I'm going to check this out. Now, first off, found footage. All right. We all know what I mean when I say found footage, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Some people call it shaky cam. Some people call it all kinds of things. The whole concept being it is, it is filmed by the people that are involved in the movie, whether that be by hidden cameras uh, that they don't know they're being recorded. Uh, there was one I watched recently called Hangman, I believe was the full title. You know, it was filmed by the um, mostly the cameras that were in the house, you know, catching what was going on with this family. Uh, and there's other one other examples of that type. Usually it's by the people themselves, either making a movie, making a film. We all know what happened with Blair Witch. They were, you know, what was going on there. There's, there's, they're filming the movie first person with the cameras right there. The footage is usually something bad happens and they call it found footage. Why? Because that found footage, uh, you know, is, is discovered by somebody, whether it be the police or whoever. And, you know, that's where it gets the title, which right off the bat is kind of fun, you know, coming across something that wasn't necessarily meant to be seen the way it is. Uh, you know, I just think that's kind of interesting. Um, so this one is a little bit different. This is kind of a subgenre of a subgenre. Yes, don't we all love talking genre? I kind of do. I think it's kind of fun. Not because I think movies have to be put in some specific genre. There's going to be ones I'm going to talk about even on this show, hopefully, that might not even be considered horror. Um, let me think. Movie, uh, a similar movie to this one, the movie Searching, uh, the John Cho vehicle. Um, you know, his daughter goes missing and the whole movie is kind of about what happened to her and found her. It's not necessarily horror. I mean, obviously, if your child goes missing, that's pretty horrific. But the movie itself is, you know, probably more of a thriller. But 
It's definitely found footage. And um, it's the on-screen found footage, which is also, when done properly, I think really effective. One of my favorites of the past couple of years was Unfriended Dark Web, which I think was done really well and super creepy and kind of took the supernatural part out of it and made it even creepier. Um, if you haven't seen Unfriended Dark Web, you know, check it out. It is really well done and it fits right into this genre of the, the on-screen um, found footage or computer screen or whatever we're going to end up calling this. It is its own little subgenre and... Hopefully more of them come out because like this one, when done well, you know, I, I think it's really interesting. I didn't know much about Zoom. Obviously, I know what Zoom is and I know a lot of people were having all their meetings and family, you know, gatherings and everything else over Zoom. I never used it personally. I didn't need it for my work. Um, actually, I did need it for one job, but uh, we're not going to get into that because I never did do it. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, you know. From what I understand from people who use Zoom or had to use it, this is it. This is what it looks like. You know, right when the movie starts, we're seeing the screen. We're seeing her log on. Right off the bat, I know this has some people out of this movie right away. Some people do not like this. Uh, they don't want to look at a computer screen. They don't get what's going on. Um, I can speak <laughs> personally. Someone like my mom who loves movies and will watch a good horror movie would not tolerate something like this. This would just throw her for a loop and she would be out right off the bat, not understanding what's happening. But um, anyway, I think it's pretty cool because right off the bat, we're seeing what most of us were seeing during this lockdown, which is a Zoom screen. And people were very familiar with this. And a lot of the, th the, the scares and the different things they put into this came directly from things everyone's familiar with, these different filters um, that the girls put on their faces, uh, the background the one girl uses to make it look like she's just walking to the room that she worked on to be her background gets put in here. And these are all real things people you know, were doing, especially with the amount of time people had sitting around at home with nothing to do. They were getting pretty creative with this stuff. So this movie, again, just uses these, these perfect... Um, these perfect things just to capture what was going on in everyone's life at this time, which is another reason this movie, I think, is going to have some staying power. Uh, this movie got 100% of Rotten Tomatoes as of when I'm, you know, uh, recording this and, you know, make of that what you will. Some people love Rotten Tomatoes. Some people have no idea how would they even come up with their numbers. Um, you know, it, it is 100%, which usually means something. It had a 6.6 .6 on IMDb at the time of recording, which also is a pretty good score for a horror movie on IMDb. Most people I listened to generally were positive on this movie. There's things to knock about it. There's imperfections. There's a guy named Teddy who's a complete douche, but whatever. Sometimes you need a douche in a movie. So, you know, Teddy, good job. Um, you know, a few of the people in it, Haley Bishop, Jimma Moore, Emma Webb. I don't know any of these actors or actresses from their previous work or if they even had previous work, but they all did well in this movie. Um, the medium, uh, a woman named Salen. Apparently, these are all these people's real names, too. So, you know, for what that's worth. Uh, how they did this, I really don't know. I, I don't know if each person where they were locked down filmed their specific scenes. And then obviously some of this stuff was added um, after they, they filmed it. But it, there's some really, really cool special effects in this movie. Um, when people are dragged down hallways and, you know, pulled away quickly. We've all seen that done before, but it's just curious to me how they did it for this movie under these circumstances. I think it's pretty impressive. 
And, you know, I'd like to hear more about it and find out more about it because it just, you know, if they ever put this out on Blu-ray and have the making of, I would totally check it out because some of this stuff is really interesting. This is our first COVID film, you know, our film that dropped that was talking about what we were dealing with. You know, this was a movie that we were all having to figure out how we're going to be wearing masks and stay six feet away and stay locked down, sucked into a house with the people that hopefully we're close with. And that's another thing this movie jumped in with. Some of these people were living together. The one guy, Teddy, was with his girlfriend's family and they had kind of just gotten together. But now they were suddenly living together because of this situation, which is something a lot of people were dealing with. So again, these are all very relevant topics, you know, to what was happening to us. Um, there's some funny scenes in this this movie where, you know, a couple of them cough or sneeze, and you know, everyone kind of gets that look like, oh, which is exactly what we're all dealing with. If you go out in public and cough or sneeze, everyone looks at you like you've got the plague. And, you know, I just think that's humorous because it even happens to them while they're filming. And you can tell they're not acting with a couple of those scenes. You can tell they're actually for real. Those are their reactions and it's used in the movie and it's really, you know, done really well. I really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, we're seeing life during lockdown. We're seeing life during COVID and it all happens, you know, right in the middle of when we really needed this. It was, you know, now again, this is January, 2021. I don't really want to see things that have so much to do with, I'm kind of, you know, over this for now, the COVID and shows that are filming during it and whatnot. It's fine. And I understand that they have to do it now and it's there, but this was the first one to do it and it was fresh and it was interesting. And it was one of those things where it's like, we could relate to it because it's what's happening to us. And that's what really made this movie just hit at the perfect time. Um, you know, some of the characters in it are likable, some are unlikable. And I think that's the way they're supposed to be. I already mentioned Teddy, you know, yeah, this guy, Teddy, he's a complete douche. His girlfriend totally sucks. We're not supposed to like these people. You know, he's got his, uh, man bun, which he refers to as a twat, not very clever, Teddy, Ugh, Teddy. So, um, you know, of course he's vapes like most douches too. Sorry if you vape, but if you're one of those people who stands outside and blows a 50 foot cloud of vape and then sits there and stares like you just accomplished something. Hey man, I'm sorry. You know, you're, you're kind of a douche, but, uh, you know, Teddy does those things. And right off the bat, we sort of get an impression of him because of that. Haley's kind of the run, the one who's running the show. You know, she's the one who's setting this up. She's done it before. They're going to have a seance. Haley is the one who's been through it and, uh, it kind of brings up the idea. Gemma is, uh, she's a bit of a clown. Gemma's, uh, some people don't like Gemma. I think she's great. I think she adds fun to this movie. She adds personality. She's not taking it seriously, which is what most of us, how we would feel about doing a seance over Zoom. We would probably not take it too seriously. There would be a couple people who would be the ones laughing and kind of snickering and rolling their eyes and, you know, in it just because it's something fun to do. And that's totally Gemma. Um, I think she's great because of that. Um, Carolyn, there's a few, you know, they're, they're all there, um, playing their drinking games and kind of just, you know, it's a reason for the group to get together instead of game night, they're doing seance night. So, you know, it's a pretty good setting right off the bat. It makes sense why these people would be together. We kind of established early that Gemma and Haley are neighbors or live in the same building. I can't quite figure it out because she at one point knocks on her window and, you know, later in the movie, we get to the point where Gemma goes over to Haley's house. So they live very close to each other. If not in the same building, they're right in that same area. Um, 
the the way it was filmed too you know you could tell the actresses they're just on they're hanging out together um as friends they don't have their makeup all done they're not dressed extravagantly you know you can see the facial blemishes the pimples you know everything's not perfect they're just relaxing doing this their friend group just hanging out i like that too because it's real that's what people do when they hang out you don't put on an evening gown and you know your 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 finest makeup and hairstyle to just hang out with a few friends and bullshit and that's what they're doing um, yet when you see their profile pictures, when things cut out for a minute and you just see their profile, you know, they're, they're of course the perfect picture and all done up and you can see what the girls really look like compared to how, when they're just hanging out, which again, adds to the realism of this movie, which is all part of that found footage thing. You want it to feel real. You want it to feel actually the way it would be if you were involved in this situation. So we open on Haley's computer screen, um, like any perfect paranoid individual that believes in Every conspiracy, she has the little camera taped up and pulls the tape off. Well done. Anyone who has a laptop, and if you do not have a piece of tape or a piece of paper over the camera, you are a monster, and you really just have no concept of what's going on in the world. Cover your little camera because someone is watching. Anyway, um, you know, I like it right off in the background when she opens that movie. She's walking around the apartment. We're seeing the background and everything. It just kind of has a feel already that something's a little weird. Now, again, is that because we know it's a horror movie and something's supposed to be a little weird? Sometimes that's the case. But you just kind of get a vibe. You know, she hears something, kind of says hello off into the apartment like she's hearing noises. Hey, when we're all cooped up in our houses all the time, you start to hear noises. You start to notice everything going on in the house. So it adds to that kind of you know, you're just cooped up in your house and you're just going a little bit stir crazy. The closet door opens, you know, a little foreshadowing down the hallway of what's going to happen when that closet door opens makes that nice squeaky, perfect closet door noise. Some stuff falls out a little unsettling right off the bat kind of sets the tone for us. Um, we get to meet the group, you know, we get to meet uh, all the girls and even Teddy pops in with his girlfriend and then quickly has to sign off because his girlfriend's a complete idiot and for some reason can't be separated from him. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to start by saying that the second half of this podcast especially, there is some issues with the recording and the way it sounds. I sound like I'm very far away talking into a tin can and I apologize for that. I'm obviously working to make the podcast better, especially for you to be able to listen to and I know that can be frustrating. Just stick with me. Give me a few shots here, and um, hopefully you enjoy it. And together, we can make this our podcast. Thank you again. Okay, so we have, you know, we have the group, and we have Salem running this seance. Usually this is obviously done in person. She's a medium. You know, everything's new to Zoom, so they're doing it over Zoom. She does point out something interesting, and if you catch it, she says that you would be less protected doing this um, you know, uh, over Zoom than you would in person. And an interesting little thing that obviously comes into play later. Um, you know, they're opening up their seance, they're going around each discussing things, you know, and Haley looks appropriately pissed off and serious about it. And, you know, Gemma's kind of joking about it and the other girls are all kind of somewhere in between. Um, you know, there's a, there's a knock when they're trying to get through to somebody. And of course, what do you know, Salem has a delivery come. Really, Salem, you're running a seance for a group of people. They're, I guess they're not paying her to do it. But anyway, she's supposed to be the professional of this group. She has a delivery coming of food or whatever. All right, whatever. It, it's, 
kind of dumb, but I, you know, it could happen. I mean, I could be recording right now and somebody could knock on my door, but you know, I wouldn't schedule someone to come right now while I'm recording. So that's kind of silly, but anyway, so of course she has to leave and you know, they're, they're kind of on their own for a period of time and making, uh, you know, kind of making fun of the situation or laughing at how she had to go get her uh, food delivery and what she's eating. It's kind of humorous. So um, the group gets together and you know, now has to try to get through to a spirit, right? So, of course, one's feeling a hand on her shoulder and they're having different experiences. And we have, uh, you know, our, our, our little Gemma makes up this whole backstory uh, that we come to find out is completely false and which basically dooms them all to horrible deaths. But at the time, yeah, it's a pretty funny joke and I can see somebody doing it. You know, one of them probably would not take this serious and would kind of make up a, uh, a spirit or somebody from their past. And that's what happens with Gemma. Um, you know, it goes on to play from there. I, I am first off a big fan of this concept, uh, the way eventually Salem explains it, that by not specifically opening up this invitation to someone that she actually knew, she opens it up to anybody. That's kind of a cool idea. If you believe in demons or you know anything beyond our realm, um, you know whenever you see these type of movies where they're trying to reach out, whether it be through a Ouija board or through whatever type of gate or to get into this other existence, they're usually very specific about who they're trying to talk to or who, who they're trying to invite. And when you don't, that's where you run into problems. Well, this makes perfect sense that comes into play later where they're saying you know you basically there's a mask out there and someone's going to fill it and someone wants to get through to our plane and it could work out to be pretty bad um so you know Gemma, by just uh being a, a bit of a psychopath here just makes a complete lie and opens this whole thing up to what's going to happen um we get some really tense scenes here when the girls start to have these experiences and it all starts when some anger arises and they're yelling back and forth at each other and of course, somebody gets, you know, the chair flies back and that kind of scene we've seen before where someone's rapidly pulled across the room, that kind of opens it up with Haley. Um, then we get some great scenes of her searching down the hallways. And this is where she uses, you know, we, we saw it earlier when it was going to come into play, the Polaroid camera. Um, again, big fan of the photo flash to light up a dark room or a dark hallway. Throughout history of movies, whenever they use that flash and you can see things and then it's dark again, and then the flash and you can see a quick glimpse of something and it's dark again, oh, I think that's great at building tension. I love the use of that. I also love when they take a camera and take pictures and you don't see until later what was actually in the image and here there was this creepy thing a few feet away and you didn't know it. I, I love both of those gimmicks, man. And they can use that anytime as far as I'm concerned because I, I just think that's great and it just builds a perfect amount of tension to these movies. The sound of the camera, everybody recognize that? Geez, that goes back to, uh, you know, of course, Texas Chainsaw, you know, the opening with that, I'm not going to try to imitate it because it won't sound good, but that sound of a, you know, whether it be a flashbulb going off or the, the Polaroid camera doing its thing, you know, that, that great sound that just right away just has that uncanny, um, creepy feel to it that right away tells us something's just not right. It's not a good sound to hear. So when that Polaroid camera is going off, you know, again, it builds tension, just that sound, well used. Um, you know, it, again, with found footage, one of the things that will add a star to any movie or just add my ranking to go up on these movies is why are we filming? Why are we filming? Do we need to have a camera there? You know, you get some of these movies where it's so dumb. There's no way they would be using a camera at specific times. And that does happen in this movie too at points. But the fact 
that right now they are carrying their laptop around with them or whatever they're recording on because they want to show their other friends what they're seeing, what's going on around the house, um, the fact that we're seeing all their faces right now. It's supposed to be recording. It's a perfect reason to have it recording. It all makes logical sense. So that just adds into the whole found footage effect of this movie. Um, again, there's going to be some parts coming up where you can question whether or not they should have had the cameras going. But, you know, anyway. So building on here, moving ahead, we get to some of the scares. Some of the scares in this movie hit point on. Caroline, I think, has the best scare in this movie when she goes up into that attic, okay, and again, one of the stories that was told earlier, the NATO story by Gemma mentioned somebody that hung himself in a locker room. I don't know if that's why this is used, but we see her perfectly go up into the attic, and then she's like, nope, at this, I'm not putting my head up there, puts the camera on one of those uh, selfie sticks or whatever, and it puts it up into the attic, looks around, no, I don't see anything, no, I don't see anything, oh, crap, there's a pair of legs floating. I mean, that is a horrifying image, man, that gets you right off the bat. Of course, they go back to it, and it's gone, and she freaks out, and everything goes from there. That is a great image. That'll stay through that movie. Um, that one, and really the one of the mask, you know, that's just floating in the living room later on, is just creepy as hell and fits perfectly. Um, you know, apparently these masks are things that are, that are used. I never use them because, you know, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to this stuff, and I'm not on Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff uh, anymore. But, you know, I know people who are, and I know that stuff's out there. So the fact that they're using these things and getting scares out of them, again, just adds to the perfection of this movie and how it's made. Um, you know, and again, the idea that they've invited something and they don't know what it is, that's scary because you literally do not know what that is. Uh, how evil is it? You know, what is it? What does it want? None of that's known. It's just bad, and bad stuff's going to happen. They tell Salem what's going on. Salem uh, doesn't miss too many words. Shut it down, Salem says. Shut this thing down. Kind of tells him half-ass how to do it with, you know, cutting this rope and picturing yourself, you know, not being tied to this anymore, blah, blah, blah. They think they do it. They shut it down and think everything's okay. You know, of course, Gemma and Haley still have this tension. I love the one part where, you know, Haley's just like, shut up, Jenna, shut the fuck up. And just starts screaming at her, which is pretty funny. You know, I love when people flip out on each other, which you really would at that point. Jemma kind of did screw them as much as she's uh, lighthearted. Uh, yeah, she causes some problems. And for once, Haley should be a little bit serious, but this is getting a little scary. Um, there's a great little scene right in there, as I was talking about earlier, where Haley sneezes and Gemma from her camera gives her this look and then just starts laughing. And it's really hilarious because you can tell that was not planned. She sneezed for real. And the reaction she gets, especially from Gemma, is, is absolutely priceless. It's, it's really cute and kind of charming. The way she kind of just laughs and it turns into one of those like scared laughs where like what's going on here and you know it all stems from this little sneeze you know just kind of a cute thing to watch on a uh, rewatch um so again we're using all these different uh masks and these um filters and everything to add then a great scene comes up and anyone who's also seen another movie i already discussed earlier from this year the invisible man where um, when there's something you can't see and you want to know if it's there or not, what do you do? Well, you either throw a blanket over it or you throw some flour down. Yes, nicely done. Use some flour and, you know, we can see the footprints and see this thing chasing and, you know, great, great nod to the Invisible Man movie. And it's been done, obviously, in other films too. And then immediately goes into a nod to Paranormal Activity where there's cabinets and also, uh, you know, other great haunting and, and ghost movies um, including one of the 
all-time classics. They're here. You know, where the cabinets in the kitchen and everything just gets flung open and, you know, the plates are made in a certain way and the tables and chairs are balanced in a certain way. I always love that scene yeah, from any movie, from poltergeist to paranormal activities, any type of haunted movie. Um, you know, when, when suddenly something changes dramatically where it's not just one cabinet flying open, but all of them are, all of the dishes are piled or, you know, something like that's done very quickly. Uh, you know, that always freaks me out. So they, they do that really well in here too. Um, you know, right now everything's just gone to shit, man. Everything's going crazy. Um, Regina's boyfriend, you know, she's in the background and they're all screaming to get her attention. She finally comes to the camera, bam, he falls from the ceiling and just crashes to the floor. Another great scene. You know, great fake blood they use in this movie. It's not that cheesy, super uh, watery fake blood, or it's not the really red fake blood. You know, again, I, I sometimes it can take you out of a movie when you see bad fake blood. It's why I'm not a big fan of Giallo movies. And right now I'm going to get some people who, if there was one or two people still listening to this, they just clicked off right there. But Giallos are not my favorite. There's a few that I like. There's a few I can I can see what they're all about. I'm not saying I hate them. I would certainly never do a podcast on giallos. That's why I do found footage, right? I love found footage. But giallos always have fake blood in it that looks ridiculous. It's always that bright red. It looks like paint that you get out of a uh, water painting kit. That just right away takes me out of it. That's not what blood looks like. It drives me nuts. So anyway, good fake blood in this movie. Um, sorry, I'm going through my notes, and I just realized one thing I have to do when I take notes, write neater, because I'm writing, I usually have bad handwriting, and the handwriting in this is just, you know, it's horrifying. I can't even make out half of this chicken scratch, so sometimes if you hear me pause for a minute, because I'm trying to read probably a really clever, well-thought-out point, yeah, right, that I just can't even read, so, you know. But, um, going on to with, I believe it's Caroline is the one who has the background where it shows her walking in and out of her room and she explains how she worked hard to make that, but they'd make a good use of that for the scare when she disappears and they just see her in the background. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get these flashes of her face smashing against the keyboard or against the laptop or whatever. And she's obviously being beaten, but the background is still playing mostly. And then we get a flash of her being beaten again. That's really well done. You know, that's a great scare. You see her looking alive and well, and you realize that's just pre-recorded. That really right now she's just being horrifyingly murdered. And also the typing comes up on the keyboard, which is a nice touch. Like she's trying to reach for it, or maybe it's from her face bashing into the keyboard, but there's just random keys and, and numbers and things coming up on the keyboard. Like, you know, it's just a nice little touch. There's things like that that come up that you're like, oh, all right, we didn't have to put that on there. Good touch, good touch. Um, again, the fake blood on her it looks real. Her wounds look real. Like everything's done really well. And the things that they can't do well, they do a good job of flashing them quickly or not, you know, leaning on them too long so that you can notice what's not done right. They just, you know, I, I think they just cut the things perfectly. Um, the scares are perfect. You know, really well played on their part. Um, you know, Haley gets dragged down the hallway. I'd love to know how they did this. You know, where these, these people were alone filming these things. Obviously, someone else had to be there. But how did they set these things up? You know, how did they do that? Um, you know, I, I don't really get it myself, but it's pretty cool. Um, right now, I'm seeing the scene where the, Haley's looking at the Polaroid, and of course, it shows the uh, person hanging in the background corner. But that's the type of stuff that, again, you love in found footage. There's things to always be looking at. You're always looking around the screen. 
You're always looking uh, for things in the corner, what's happening, what's going on in the background. And in this movie, it's even better because there's five or six backgrounds at all times because you're looking at five or six different screens. So you're seeing, you know, you're constantly having to be looking around and you miss stuff, but then you catch other stuff. Yeah, it's just what, again, adds to the tension because you're on edge having to really pay attention so that you're you're expecting things to happen at all times. Yeah, it's just, again, it just builds and builds. It's, it's that whole uh, found footage aspect that you just got to love. Uh, you know, we go on down the road with some of these uh, other things that happen. Uh, you know, sometimes is the camera being used properly? I don't know. The stuff that happens with Teddy, you know, when his camera, does he have a camera or a laptop? I can't quite figure it out. Why does he bring it with him when he runs out into the barn or wherever he ends up or outside after his great kill where his girlfriend is hung up over the pool and floating in midair and death, neck snap. Gotta love that. You know, just done really well. Filmed perfectly. Not quite sure why he had that with him. And then he runs into the barn. And apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I heard he was in this movie specifically because he could do this little trick of, of making it look like he's been set on fire. I don't know if that's factual. I could be making that up completely. So, you know, the, the one of you out there listening, don't quote me on that. But it makes sense because it's a pretty good effect. It's done well. It does look like he's, you know, on fire. Why would a camera or laptop fall at the perfect angle to catch that? I can't quite figure it out, but, you know, you can overlook it at this point. It's a movie. They've done a good job with that part. Again, we're dealing with a subgenre of a subgenre with these on-screen found footage movies and why they would be filming all this stuff. At this point, I bought in, and I'm not really questioning all of that anymore. You know, they've got it. So, you know, the deaths are real, and they're freaky. You know, again, Teddy's girlfriend getting your neck snap. That's great. The one who goes out the window is well filmed. I guess the camera kind of goes out the window first, and then you see her fall. Um, you know, getting uh, the one who gets her head bashed in on the computer screen. That's great as it flicks on and off. Um I'm a little confused again why Gemma, she gets caught in the head with that wine bottle, which, you know, it's pretty well done. It looks real. You know, it's a pretty good shot. She drops. I don't quite know how things are still filming then, too. There are some questions with all that, but, you know, we'll overlook it at this point. You know, we bought in. This is where the movie's just going. Everything's just going haywire. You know, this demon's unleashed. Uh, Gemma runs down to get to Haley's house and finds her, and they're going to get out together. Um... But, of course, they don't, and, you know, this demon they've been fighting in the world affects havoc on their lives and, uh, you know, assumingly kills everyone in their family or everyone in these houses. So this, this does not go well for anybody. There, there is no good to this. And one thing I learned about Zoom is that these uh, Zoom meetings are specifically timed out, which is why we get the exact time of this movie. Um, I guess a Zoom meeting is only 56 minutes or whatever it is and then it shuts off and if you want longer you gotta pay for it so it's kind of funny how that's the exact time of the movie um, and then very clever the way they do the credits the credits roll and you know it looks like the way you know, zoom meeting would close out with the different icons on the screen and the way they put the names up and you know, the producers and all that stuff so yeah i think they do a good job with all of that uh, it looks real it's clever um, you know the meeting comes to a close Time's up on the screen, the date, you know, Thursday, July 30th, 2020, which again puts that perfect time stamp right on the movie of when, when this came out, when we saw it, and what we were dealing with at the time. And uh, that's a wrap on that movie. Um, you know, I kind of cut ahead there all of a sudden because there's just a lot of chaos that you just want to watch. The kills are great, you know, the way they act them out. 
again, movie of the year, maybe, maybe not. Will it go down in history as one of the best horror movies ever made? No, probably not. There's some holes in it. Will it go down as one of the better found footage? Yeah, I think it will. I think it could even slip into some top ten lists of all time found footage because, you know, for all the reasons I've mentioned before, um, I don't think it necessarily broke into my top ten. But hopefully, I'll uh, get a chance to to give you that top ten at some point. You can see what you guys think, and I can see some of yours. But I'd love to hear what you guys think are the top ten found footage movies or any found footage movies for the year, or where this one fits into the rankings of found footage movies. Um, you know, it's a good movie, and I think it was proper to open up with this movie for the episode one of a podcast, considering I'm starting this podcast when this movie came out, um, right in the middle of the chaos that we're all dealing with, so that was Host. Let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, I can't find too many faults with it. You know, the things I've heard people don't like about it, uh, are mostly... Uh, some of the continuity issues, uh, some of the characters, some of the acting, you know, little things like that. But really, if you want to find faults in it, you will. If you want to like a found footage movie, it's there to be liked because, you know, it's just fun. Just kick on, put it on for an hour and just watch it and then rewatch it because you're going to see some things in there, um, you know, that you didn't catch the first time that kind of make other things a little funnier or make some more sense. So. All right, now, again, some things I'm figuring out. This um, podcasting app that I'm using to, to get this on the air, um, and I'm sorry, I'm saying I'm a lot, you know, I'm going to get better at that too because I'm going to try to find, you know, a little better outline for how I'm going to go through the show, go through the information I'm going to pass on to you. Episode one, I feel, is always one of the hardest to listen to and the hardest to do. Because sometimes you just have to start something, you know, and then you can do better with it as you go. You know, I'm sure I'm going to uh, figure out a lot of things that you will enjoy more and that just don't sound right. I'm probably going to go back and listen to my voice and be like, wow, i got to get further from the mic or closer to the mic or I've got to slow down or, you know, quit jumping around or stop repeating certain things. So I know there's going to be faults in this. And, again, I hope you guys can pass some of those on to me and tell me what you uh, do like or do not like about this. I can take it. I'm a big boy. You can yell at me. Um, at least I'll know someone listens to it. So even if you have negative things to say, hey, cool, I'll go with it. So each week I'm going to cover a specific movie, a specific found footage movie. Um, I will get more in-depth with a lot of them because some of them are classics. Again, this is the one I opened up with because I haven't seen a lot on it. And I just thought it was a good way to start for a new podcast. But some of the ones I'm going to cover pretty deeply, some of them are going to be movies that are in a series. You know, obviously we have our Blair Witches and Paranormal Activities and Rex that are, there's multiple films, and I'll probably break down the whole series in each episode. We'll kind of see how that goes. If it's something like Paranormal Activity, there's quite a few of them, so it would be tough to do that in one episode and cover them all properly. But, you know, I might do a couple of them in one episode or we'll see how that goes. Um, some of these might just be list episodes where I just talk about, you know, specific topics of found footage movies that, you know, fall into certain lists. I love doing lists. I think lists are fun. I like hearing your lists. You know, that's how we find out more about each other and what interests us in this. So I, I'm also, you know, I'm going to talk about myself a bit in this podcast. Why not? You know, it's me just babbling on. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about why I like horror, you know, with art. 
and again, that just right away sounded pretentious the way I just said with art, like I'm going to drop some really significant information on you. Didn't mean to come across like that. But to me, you know, anything that we like, whether it be a painting or a book or a comic book or a recording or music, everything we like is influenced by what we've been through in life. Our experiences, if we can relate to it somehow, um, you know, whether it be good or bad, something that we can understand. We feel like the person who made this art understands us and where we're coming from. And, you know, there's that relation to it. So that happens a lot with movies. You know, there's some really bad movies that sometimes you just love for a certain reason because it, you can relate to anything in it or it just makes you feel comfortable or you just like the feeling of it. This time of year, I love watching movies that are filmed obviously in cold weather. I was searching out the other day, uh, just any movie that took place kind of in the woods and had a snowy feel to it. And I started making a whole list of those type of movies that I could watch. Um, movies that had a feel of almost like that movie Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio that came out a couple of years ago. And Tom Hardy, you know, was, I think it won an Oscar. I'm sure we've all heard of it. Um, you know, that type of feel where you're just in the cold and it's unforgiving. And, and everyone in the movie is just trying to survive. Um, you know, I just wanted to relate to that feeling. Throw a little wood on the fireplace, get a little fire going sit down with my new cat, Morty. Uh, yeah, Morty, what a trip this guy is. Uh, recently lost a cat that we had for quite some time, Walter. Walter was the best. Walter was the best uh, cat you could imagine. He was always a dog person in my life, but became a cat person because of Walter. We got this guy, and man, he was awesome. Just greet you at the door, run at the jump in your lap, wanted to play, like he had the personality of a dog trapped in a black cat. And plus, he was our black cat. You know, he was our uh, our Walter. So he got sick. You know, not to be too much of a downer. Had to put him down. You know, he had suffered through all. He, he used all his nine lives. Trust me, this guy. You know, from getting truck and vehicle engines to swallowing a sewing needle to uh, dealing with the medical issues like diabetes and having to have all his teeth pulled out. Yeah, th this cat. He ran the gamut of those nine lives and uh, lived each one of them. So eventually I had to be put down, and, you know, there's a little time where it was quiet here, and my daughter's off at college, and, you know, I just needed a little company in the house. My girlfriend and I don't live together yet, so it was, you know, just had to get a little life in the house here. And so I went to the SPCA while my daughter was home for uh, Christmas break, and we found Mort. And, uh, yeah, well, Mort doesn't really like to be touched, and that should have been right off the bat, uh, thought about a little harder, but he was just so damn adorable that we overlooked the part about him not wanting to be touched. And he was a little guy, still a kitten. So we brought Mort home and, you know, Mort's chilling with me right now from a safe distance. That's the good thing about Mort. He understands what's going on with COVID. He wants to keep that six foot distance between you. Mort is not going to catch any COVID from me. You can't get within six feet of this cat. He um, he loves to hang out. He loves to play. He wants to just chill in the same room. He loves it when I have a fire going. He wants to be warm. But no, he does not want to be touched in any way, shape, or form. Now, it's only been a week. Mort might come around. But what I figured out is it's okay. I've saved him. I gave him a good home. He's warm. He's happy. Um, you know, he's not in a cage anymore at the SPCA. He seems pretty content. So he doesn't want to be touched. That's all right. I don't have to pet him. He's so damn cute that you just want to pet him. That's okay. You know, eventually it'll happen or it won't. So, you know, 
that's something that's going on with me right now that I thought I would share. I have no idea why I went just went off on a little bit of a tangent about Morty's cat. But uh, again, I'm going to drop some things on you like that. I'm going to talk about my life a little bit. Um, and I want to know a little bit about you guys. Why not? If I have a listener or two, I'd like to hear what's up with you. Why not? Why, why do you like listening to me? What's wrong with you? Jeez. Something. This will get better, people. And I'm hoping I get some input from you so I know how to make it better. I'd like to say I'm going to add some music and I'm going to add little clips and make a big production out of this. And maybe I'll learn how to, but I'm new to this. Again, one thing I can do is talk. So right now I'm just talking into a microphone. That's pretty easy. How to make that more entertaining for you is something I'm going to learn along the way. So coming up in the future, I have not decided what the second show is going to be. But it's going to be, I would say it would be a movie in the top ten, but I don't know if I want to do that yet. I think I want to work kind of maybe movies that are close to my top ten, but not quite in it. Something that's a little more obscure, but also something that maybe some people have seen. I'm thinking of maybe uh, maybe like a Grave Encounters would be good. Or maybe because I talked about Unfriended Dark Web, I can jump into that one. I'll make it a little bit of a surprise. You'll see it in the title for next week. But I will say maybe you should watch Unfriended Dark Web or Grave Encounters. Because I think it's going to be one of those two. So, you know, that's something to look forward to if you like those movies. And if not, you know, let me know what you do want to hear. Leave a suggestion. Leave a little word in there. We'll get back to those movies at all times. I'm going to make a better outline for next time. I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, about found footage itself. Um, you know, I'm going to break down a little further some more news that's going on in horror movie news right now because there's a lot that's going to start happening as this year plays out. Movies that are going to drop, movies that are going to come out that we didn't know were coming out. Um, and again, more that sadly are going to be postponed. And I will also talk about some horror TV. Uh, I love TV shows. I love TV series. I'm a big, by the way, let me tell you, if you can find the show Mr. Mercedes, season one. Watch season one. This is accessible now. It was on some weird network that I never heard of before. And I ended up renting the old DVDs from Netflix and three different separate DVDs. The series is good. I'm telling you, check it out. Has the actor Brendan Gleeson in it. He plays a great role. You'll recognize people in this thing. It's a Stephen King story. Season two is a little shaky. I watched it just because of how much I love season one. But trust me, watch season one of Mr. Mercedes if you can find this thing. I might even at some point just do a separate side episode just to discuss that series because I was such a big fan. I'm going to talk about some other podcasts too, some ones that I think you should check out. But for now, I will just stick with the guy who kind of uh, got me started in this whole thing, and that's Mr. J of the Dead. Um, considering the cinema, he hasn't dropped some new episodes uh, recently, but he's going to be putting some out. So check him out. Go listen to some of his old show, Horror Movie uh, the horror movie podcast what a great name right um, so check out some of those old episodes and he does have another show uh horror movie weekly right now and i'm even going to uh, discuss that a little bit at some point because he has some other co-hosts on there so yeah we're going to get into a lot of stuff so if you enjoy horror movies if you enjoy horror movie podcasts if you enjoy anything to do with the topic of horror movies hopefully you'll uh give me a listen give me an hour each week and um we'll break some of this stuff down so when you get a chance to check in with me, you can find me. Uh, I actually am going to start a Facebook site, you know, just for this specific podcast. Um, Don Darko 11 at Facebook. I'm on there and I will uh, put a link to that. And I'll put a link to uh, my email 
and you can reach out and uh, tell me, you know, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to not talk about? And some things that maybe we can discuss in the future. All right, ladies and gentlemen, watch yourself a good movie this week. Find something to do with horror. Put on some creepy winter horror and always watch a fun footage film.